If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. I am excited to be with you today, as I know Amy is, because today we're talking about how to find the right business coach for you as a woman entrepreneur. And there's a debate about this, Amy, that I think we ought to settle right here and now. What's the debate? Some folks feel as though they should go for business coaches that embody what they wish to have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about that because I think the guru age is over. And I know that there are, for example, Phil Jackson is an amazing basketball coach, Mm -hmm. but he would suck on a basketball court. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, compared to the people he coached, I mean, he can't, he doesn't hold a candle to Michael Jordan, for example. Right. And so, um, so there's, there's the, this discernment thing then that's what I want to get into today. When we talk about how to choose your business coach as a woman entrepreneur, what are the criteria and what are the metrics that you are using so that you make the right choice for you? Yeah. I have so many opinions on this because I've hired both good coaches and bad coaches and I've had great investments and I've had terrible investments. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm sure that we both have our own vetting system and I definitely want to get into our vetting system. Um, But what I will say is I think there's three components to what you're speaking about, which is do they have to have done it themselves or do they have to know how to teach other people how to do it themselves? Right. I think either one's a viable path, but they better have one or the other. Mm -hmm. Right. If they haven't produced that result with clients or they haven't produced that result themselves, then that's where I think it becomes a little bit iffy. So for example, I have clients that I have coached. One of them is a coach for accountants and bookkeepers. He's not an accountant or a bookkeeper, Mm -hmm. but he's great at business systems and strategy Mm -hmm. and people. Um, Another one is an accountant for dentists and orthodontists. He's amazing at team culture, Mm -hmm. but he's, never been to dental school. So I think you can have somebody who has done it before and is now saying, let me teach you exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But that would be like the teeth specialist teaching you how to be better at teeth. Right. And I think sometimes we need to look at it and say, there are multiple facets to our business. And so maybe what I need is somebody who can teach me a piece of my business. That is a piece They've done over and over again, but I've never done. Yeah. Um, and maybe I need somebody who is going to teach me exactly how to do what it is that I want to do next because they've done that piece before. So I, I've done it on both sides. I've hired coaches to teach me how to coach. I've hired speakers to teach me how to speak. And then I've hired um, people who are outside my industry who know pieces of the puzzle about systems and strategy that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Here's my third component, though. Mm-hmm. 
do they understand how to help me do business the way I want to do it? Like the, is their methodology going to be in a way that I'm willing to, Mm -hmm. because I've had great coaches before that the way that they were teaching me how to do business, I was like, listen, it would (laughs) work. It's not going to work for me. (laughs) Not for me. I love, I love that that works for you and for your people. I had one who I was like, I, I don't want to be on the road all the time. He's like, come on, you're telling me you get this great event and you're not going to travel three times when you only said two. I was like, that is exactly what I am saying, sir, because mm-hmm. there are five babies at home. And this was when my kids were small. I was like, this is the difference in a conversation between a man who's okay being on the road 50 weeks out of the year and a woman who does not, that, yeah. that doesn't sound appealing to me any way, shape or form. So right. For me, those are those are three things that I look at. Have they created the results with others or have they created the result themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, and have they done it in a way that I am willing to do or are willing to show me a way to do it that I'm willing to do? But right. those things have to be in alignment straight off the bat or it's a no-go. I won't even yeah. go to all the other steps. Yeah. So the the issue that I have with people who are like, I've done it, therefore do it like me is to your point, because some of the stuff that you've done doesn't work for somebody else. Yeah. And personality wise, preferences, lifestyle, you know, where they are in the phase of life that they're in, you know, whether it's small children, no children or grown children, empty nesters, whatever. Um, So that's why that's why I think one of my strengths in the way that I coach is because of my degree in psychology and my experience with psychology because of understanding the human condition. So it's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, because I did it this way, I'm going to show you this one thing that I know how to do because that's the thing that I did. It's more like, do you understand the whole perspective of the human condition? Can you hear what somebody's priority is? Because you're listening to certain keywords. It's, I mean, <laughs> you know, we were talking earlier about keywords for the podcast, et cetera. And it's really what we're doing is trying to get technology to imitate the way that human beings think. We think mm-hmm. in algorithms, right? Yeah. And so the ways, what our, whatever our priorities are, that's what we tend to see. We are optimizing, search engine optimizing our reality. <laughs> yeah. And we've just created technology to do the same. And so in terms of choosing a business coach, I love the metrics or the criteria that you that you mentioned. I think it is also important um, in terms of teach teachability or coach being able to coach someone, being able to teach someone. It is important that you can get out of your own way mm-hmm. uh, as a coach because if the only thing you know how to respond to when somebody brings a a business challenge or even a personal development challenge is, well, this is my experience. Then we're just friends having coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we're just sharing each other's experiences. We're comparing notes, best practices, et cetera. But I, you know what I mean? But a coach can see the whole game mm-hmm. and can say, well, here's what you're doing over here and over there. You need to bring your elbow in over there. You need to stand up a little bit straighter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's because they have a, an understanding of the whole game and you in your position. You would mm-hmm. coach, to use a, a sports analogy, you would coach a quarterback very differently than a linebacker or a running back because right. they have different roles in the game. And so when you're coaching CEOs, it's very different than coaching a technician, even though, for example, web designers, graphic designers, people who are doing technical things that are in the thing and you're delivering that. Sometimes you're, you have a side hustle as the CEO of your business, <laughs> but you're actually the one delivering the thing. 
Mm-hmm. Speakers, for example, are like this too, right? There's like you are you are the brand because you're yeah. the one that has to be on stage. Well, if you're the artist, if you're the talent, if you're the deliverability machine, that's one aspect of who you are as a business person. But then you also have CEO things. And that may be your weakness, or that may be the the muscle that needs strengthening, and somebody needs to be able to know how to address that. Okay, this and is not coming so into caught my, up on the technical aspect. Yeah, this, and this is coming into my number one thing, which is so many people hire a coach because they like the person, not because mm-hmm. they've analyzed the need in right. their business. Right. <laughs> so they're like, I really like that person. I'm going to sign up with them. No, no, that's a terrible way to pick your coach. You need to first look at your business and say, what do I really need? Because I have seen people hire mindset coach after mindset coach after mindset coach, and they can't understand why their business can't ever grow and scale. It's like, because you've never hired somebody to help you build systems, right? You've never hired somebody to help you build a team. Like that mindset piece is important. And I come back to it regularly. I've probably high, I've probably worked with more mindset people. No, that's a lie. I'm really equal. I usually do like one and then the other. I'll do like a mindset coach and then a business coach and then a mindset coach and then a business coach. Mm-hmm. But it's that that process of you can't just you can't just pick someone you like. You have to know what your business needs and you have to know that what that person offers actually fills the need yeah. and not make your decisions just based on personality. Now, yeah. you should really like this person. Because if you don't, it's going to be a long, hard road. <laughs> You're going to work closely with them. So you should also like them. But that's kind of like a an and, not a first thing that we're looking for. Or if you're crazy like me, use the fact that you don't like them to move you forward. <laughs> I have hired, I, I, there's one who shall remain nameless. But I remember doing that, making that purchase decision of investing on a coach, particularly because I did not like him. But I respected his results. I Uh trusted that he was able to get me to the point where I needed to be. And the fact that he was so unlikable to me was part of my initiation. It was like, Uh I need to get over this idea that your personality trumps your profitability or Mm. your experience or your leadership, et cetera. I need to be able to deal with different people who may or may not, you know, scratch me the right way. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually (laughs) hired him because I didn't like him. But this brings up the point of you need to know what it is that you need in your business so that you can make that proper decision. hundred percent. So my other thing is when I am hiring a coach, so I I look at the need first, that's number one. Um, The second thing that I look at is the, the deliverability of like, what are they actually going to do for me? Mm -hmm. And I am sorry but I have to cut through the hype in order to get yeah. to that. And if I'm trying to have a conversation and I'm like, I'm trying to go into process and they won't go there with me because mm-hmm. they're like, well, that's my intellectual property. I'm not going to hire that coach. Yeah. And the reason being, I don't want to be put on a conveyor belt, right? right. Like I, I do, there are I will purchase programs and courses that are very much conveyor belt experiences where everybody's going to learn to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's a, a great social media um, course that I have that I think is one of the best ones out there. And it's very much like, these are the steps that you do. You walk through this map, you get all your stuff set up and it's really, really good. 
And that's, it is what it is. It's what I need it to be. But when I'm hiring a coach, I don't want to be put on a conveyor belt. And I want to understand that they're, first of all, listening to me, Mm -hmm. understanding me, and that they're formulating ideas and that they have the vision for our next level of growth that I think is going to work well. And I Mm -hmm. I feel like if they're not willing to have that conversation with me, then it's not going to be the right coach for me because Mm -hmm. it's telling me up front, what's the experience going to be like working with them. They have a set plan. They take every went through. Yep. That's not what I want mm-hmm. in that phase. If it was what I wanted, I would personally buy a course, you know? Right. Exactly. Yes. I totally get that. I totally get that. And I think that for, um, for every phase of growth, you need to have that level of clarity about what you need next. Right. So mm-hmm. when I, when I, talk to my clients about the different phases of growth. I kind of liken it. You've heard me talk about this. I kind of liken it to the human life cycles. Yeah. So the startup phase is kind of like, you know, being born and your infant and childhood uh, phase of the human life. Uh, You need constant attention when you're an infant or when, when a, you know, when a human being is a baby need constant attention, constant changing, cuddling, the emotional need, the psychological need, the physical need. Oh my God. It's just all consuming. Eventually that baby learns how to walk and learns how to, you know, motor skills in order to be able to put the bottle to his face. But still attention is almost a full time. (laughs) And it's not even until, until that baby gets to be in adolescence when you can like, okay, I can leave the house for a few hours. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. you still don't want to leave overnight. And Lord have mercy if you leave too long, <laughs> right? But they're, they're starting to test stuff with self-sufficiency. This is kind of like your scaffolding phase in your business where you're starting to create some systems so that you can extract yourself from the business a little bit. And at this point, you need a lot of sales and a lot of attention of your own brand and what are my colors and what are my fonts and what's the money and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's more about systems and the team, as it were. And then yeah. when you get to this like cruising altitude of adulthood, which happens to be the longest phase of the human life, mm-hmm. that should be a clue that the longest phase of your business life should also be stability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't always be feast, famine, feast, famine, feast, famine. It shouldn't be that. Right. right? And so um, when you get to the adulthood of your business, then you start to talk about scalability, growth and legacy and, and all these things, just like adults plan for retirement, just like adults plan for old age. And when you get to old age in your business, uh, it's not about dying necessarily. It's about what's the next iteration. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to tweak your offer. Sometimes you have to tweak your audience. Sometimes you, you have a different interest. And whereas I focused on sales before, now I'm going to focus on systems, still a business coach, still, you know, in the same industry, maybe even still serving the same clients, but just a different focus. And so when you understand where you are from an ego's eye point of view, then you can know it's like over here, I need money. Yeah. Over here, I need systems. Over here, I need scalability. Over here, I need a plan. I need a reinvention strategist, as it were, right? Yes. When you understand all of that, then you can move through those. I'm not going to say seamless because it, it, everything has its own perturbation and its own turbulence. Sure. But at least with some perspective. Yes. I love all of that. Um, because it is, it is true that when we know, sometimes we know that we need, there's something we don't have 
And then you get salespeople who come in and they're really good at showing you that you have the problem that they solve, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what salespeople are good at. Mm -hmm. And as a salesperson, that's what we are trained to do is find the problem and find how we can fit it. And I'm not, this is not a knock on sales. This is a don't turn. You said this recently. I think it was you Mm -hmm. don't turn the key. No, it wasn't you. I just remembered who it was. Don't turn the keys of your business over to someone else and let them drive the car for you. Mm -hmm. Right? Like when I walk into a, a call, I know that it's the person on the other end's job to find out what are my needs? What are my gaps and figure out how they can fill them. But it is my job first to go into it already kind of aware of what it is that my business needs. Do like Monica said, the different phases, do I need sales? Do I need branding? Do I need to establish my programs? Do I need marketing and leads? Do I need to learn how to hire? Like, what is the part that I I know I need? Mm -hmm. And I know some of our listeners might be thinking, I don't even know what I need. Well, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's time with you sitting down with a notepad and meditating and getting inner, getting quiet inside and getting rid of all the distractions Mm -hmm. and asking yourself some really important questions because you should always in the coaching relationship, be the one driving the car. Mm -hmm. The coach can be that navigator, but you don't ever want to turn the keys over because then what will happen is you have created results that are completely dependent mm-hmm. on somebody else that's not inside of your company. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're either going to be coaching with that person forever, or you're going to be experiencing this like surge, fall, surge, fall. So that's that's another thing that I look at. I have a couple more qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the fact like, are they are they honoring my wisdom and adding to it? Yeah. Or are they trying to, and and I can tell this sometimes in the get to know you process, right? Like, do they honor my wisdom and the fact that I do have intuition and I do know my business better than anybody else knows it. And Mm -hmm. they're willing to add wisdom to that and show me the things I don't have because I am really teachable. Or are they like, sit down, shut up, take notes, do what I say. Um, so that's like click refund request. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that really matters to me is, um, that as I am working with them, that they're willing to build things inside of my business and leave them there. Mm. Um, And so what that looks like can be a little bit different. I'm not necessarily saying I want all of my coaches to be doing production in my business because most of them don't. But like, do they bring tools or assets or templates or things to the table Mm -hmm. that they can hand me a system that then I can use and it can stay in my business after I'm done working with them. Um, I feel like that's super helpful. I definitely love listening to testimonials and I like seeing their client case studies. I think that's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, because you want to be able to recognize yourself in the people that they've worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And just like, like make sure that they've really done it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's one more, but it's not coming to my mind. I bet if you start talking, it will pop into my head. I'm sure. I'm sure. Cause that's, that's how we dance. Um, you know, I think it would be important to, this is one of the reasons why those connection calls and some folks call them clarity calls or discovery calls, et cetera. Those are, are important. And I'll, and I'll say this about that because we are operating from the assumption, both of us as entrepreneurs, fellow entrepreneurs, but also as coaches, we both are operating under the assumption that we want you to be in your power, right? 
whoever mm-hmm. comes to the call, we want you to be in your power. We want you to come over here with a conversation of here's what I need. Here's where I'm willing to spend. Here's my budget. Here's a, there's a level of clarity you already come with so that then we can support you in moving that conversation even further. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you come with the conversation of like, I don't know what's wrong, fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> then it's very easy for you in that position to think that your lack of results or your lack of progress is somebody else's problem because you wanted them to fix you. Yeah. And so when you can shift your conversation from, I am authoring, I am creating, I'm producing these kinds of results. I don't like my results or my results could be next level and I'm not sure what I'm missing. So I want that perspective or I want that counsel or that mentoring or, you know, tell me what it is that I'm not seeing in my peripheral view or whatever. Now you can just take that and run with it mm-hmm. versus having to grab somebody else's curriculum or way of being, et cetera, et cetera. And this is the part that I think sometimes people get caught up in, which is sometimes you're a startup and you don't have enough experience. So you want to latch on to like a mentor and advisor and, and get best practices that way. But I thousand percent promise you that you are not going to be able to outrun lived experience. You have to get your skin. You you have to get your knees skinned. You have to get in there and fail. You have to know the real deal because you and I have this experience too, where it's like, there are some people that we tell them, do this, do this, do this, do that, try this, try that. And they won't do it. Right. (laughs) What are you doing? So either, either you're listening to your own wisdom and you're, you know, trying the things and saying, what am I missing? Or you're not trying anything and you are like in this stuck place. Right. So that's why it's also important to be able to handle that mindset piece because, um, because that usually is a trauma response. That usually is a fear response and you need to be able to see it for yourself, interrupt it for yourself. And if not get proper support so that you know how to transcend it. Yes. 100%. Um, we've had this conversation, how, when we are working with our clients, we know what they're doing or not doing based on the questions they ask, because <laughs> mm-hmm. if they're asking right. questions that I'm like, Oh, clearly you haven't done this at all mm-hmm. because you're asking that level of question. Once you get into the mix of it, your questions change. It becomes not so much like, how do I get leads? And like, why is this page not converting the way that I think it should? Like, it's a very different conversation. I remembered my last thing. Um, this is just a, it's small, but it's big. Um, do they actually want me to win? And would they be comfortable with me winning bigger than them? Mm. I have had some coaches and I will say this, they've only been women who, Mm -hmm. when we were talking, it was like, I got this feeling that they were trying to show me my place and that my place was, um, somehow below their place. And they wanted to make sure that I understood that. And it was like, oh, so if I were to surpass, that would be hard for you. Mm-hmm. And so that I just, that's an energy, that vibe that doesn't work for me. Right. I want people to, I have clients who have made way more money than me and created way better results than me. Mm-hmm. And I cheer them on as they pass me by. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I want coaches who feel that way for me too, that I can go as far and as fast as I want to. And they're going to be cheering me on it, cheering me on every step of the way. Yeah. And that they graduate from, di- from different problems. Yeah. There, there have been people that have stayed with me that, that I have coached for years, but it's not the same problem every year. 
Yeah. Right? It's like you grow, you evolve, you mature and, you know, new level, new devil, as they say. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure for yourself, look at where you're going quarter by quarter, year by year and see, am I having the same problem? Because mm-hmm. you've heard me say this before. There are some people who say that they've been in business for 10 years, but they've just been repeating the first year 10 times. Yes. And so you want to get off of that hamster wheel and, and elevate not only your direction, but also your progress. 100%. All right. I love this conversation that we've been having because everybody should have a business coach. Yeah. Everybody should have multiple business coaches over the course of their career. And I don't think that there's ever a time when you're done learning mm-hmm. every single year. I am learning something new from somebody um, might be somebody I've worked with in the past. It might be somebody brand new, but staying in that place of growth and having people to coach you on uh, the best basketball players in the world still have coaches. The Mm -hmm. top athletes still have coaches. The top musicians still take lessons. Like that's crazy, right? (laughs) Um, But we need those people who are fine tuning our process and they're showing us the pieces that we can't see. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you all for being here with us today. Thank you for listening and uh, leave us some comments, subscribe to the channel, um, like the podcast, share it out with your friends and connect with us online. I'm at Amy Walker coach and Monica is at Monica Ogando. Thanks, everybody. Talk soon.